Hey everybody, on this episode of Designated Survivor After Show, we're breaking down Season 1, Episode 6, The Interrogation. In this episode, Tom Kirkman learns the art of compromise. Let's do it. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin! There you go. Yes. Getting a little old school Destiny's Child right here on the Designated Survivor After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. Uh, this particular rendition of the song has a sweet little slideshow on YouTube. So it is ridiculous it's seeing. kind of epic. <laughs> the, the image that's going around it's one here. One of a kind. This. Very much so. Yes. If you can find that on YouTube with the great slideshow, it's well worth the time. <laughs> uh, hey, everybody. We'll be breaking down episode six of season one, The Interrogation. I am one of your hosts, Frank Moran. You can follow me on Twitter at HappyGoJackie. Hey everybody, I'm Timothy Michael. You can reach me on Instagram and Twitter at I am Timothy Mike. Hey guys, I'm Renee Ariel. You can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at Renee Ariel. And check out my blog, CatsLipstickLA.com, and read my new article, Why I'm Single. Yes, uh, everybody's been talking about it. It's sweeping <laughs> the interwebs, guys. Get on it. I read it. I actually read it. I know, I saw your comment. There you go, yes. Do you like it? I, uh, sure. Oh. No. <laughs> yes. Fine, just break yeah. my heart. It's okay. It's whatever, Frank. It's cool. No, it was very intent, very entertaining. Give Thank me an you. inside look into Renee Ariel's head. So look at that. That means you should read it. That's very true. Yes, there you go. So, folks, you can like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Also, hop in the chat right now. Renee's got her computer up and running there. So, if you have any thoughts about the series in general or this episode of Pacific, or Pacific, how about specific? You can just hop in the chat and share those thoughts with us. Uh, yeah, so we're going to break down episode six, uh, this hot political landscape right here. Uh, how, how did it feel to be covering this show one day after the elections? Depressing. I was, uh, I'm going to say intense because there was yes. a intense. lot of um, references that were pretty specific to this campaign. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, did they film this this morning? Yeah. I'm a little confused. Um, and I don't know if it's even more uh, even more important because he got elected or because he wouldn't have gotten elected. I don't know where their mind process was at. That's very, yeah, very true. There yeah. was a, a lot of, uh, yeah, as we'll get into this, yes, very uh, much some very similar talking points that are going on right now with our country. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we start off the episode, as we left it last time, they had finally, uh, Tom Kirkman had uh, executed and successfully completed the mission of uh, capturing Majid Nassar. So they got him. Yeah. Got finally, him. the person that supposedly is responsible for the bombing of the Capitol building. But we also know that Congressman McLeish, he was in on the bombing for whoever may be responsible behind it. They actually had set, uh, was it the secret room for our room uh, 50? Uh, which 105. Room? 105. Yeah. 105. Mm-hmm. Uh, was made into a bunker, reinforced, so somebody could survive that explosion. And we know that he was not in his chair at that time. And he was uh, last known inside room 105. So he's in on it. They want to vet him now for a possible vice presidency. That is stressing me out. <laughs> More than oh. the Trump election? or It's like, it's a toss-up. <laughs> okay. I don't know. The um, Oh my gosh, Jason. I always forget his name, uh, Hannah's boss. When Aaron went up to him, he's like, hey, would you like to do a background check on McLeish? And Jason's like, Oh uh, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna take a while. I'm like, bro, just be like, hey, we're unsure about something about him. It could be a little sketchy. I'll, I can't give you all the details, but let me get back to you. Give them some kind of heads up because Hannah and him 
are sure now he's involved somehow. Just because they don't know all the details doesn't mean they could, couldn't give the people a warning because Aaron went and did the job himself and got info. This is dangerous. I don't understand why Aaron's taking it so much upon himself to to butt into the president's affairs. I mean, I don't know how realistic this whole this whole thing is, but I don't see the chief advisor of the president going above the FBI to do some background checks. Yeah. I, it, on a vice presidential candidate. There's a lot of actions throughout uh, with Aaron this episode. It was like, man, I feel like, you know, we've kind of like, he's on board with Tom. We, we kind of dropped the part like, whose side is he really working for? And then when we start bringing up the McLeish stuff, I'm like, hold on a second. Uh, Aaron's motives are certainly in question with me again. I'm actually yeah. with you on that because I actually wrote down in the end when uh, Lisa Jordan, the reporter that's like having this little thing with Seth, um, went up to him at the end and was like, is it true that Leo might not be Tom's son? I was like, who knew? And I was like, bring, like brainstorming. I was like, Emily knew, Alex knew, and then Aaron knew. And I was like, well, Emily and Alex wouldn't say anything, so it has to be Aaron. I don't trust him. Yeah, he's getting a little questionable to me now. Mm-hmm. Well, for us, it was in the beginning of the season, they made him so shady that it felt too obvious. And then we're like, okay, so he's probably not going to be the bad guy because they made it kind of obvious in the beginning with him getting that document from that mysterious woman outside on the like side the of the road. Yeah. yeah. But then we thought, okay, he's just getting this information as a background check on Tom. He's nothing to worry about. But then this episode, yeah, made me question him again. Because I also think with just their back and forth with Jason, Aaron's like, I'm going to go. Yep, I'm going to get this info. He's all good, guys. Put him into the vice president yeah. position. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, so we find out that we got uh, so Nasir's in in, uh, in prison, but he hasn't said anything to anybody else. So uh, they are now the big dilemma is oh, uh, one thing Aaron does mention to Tom while they're in the uh, Oval Office is that hey, you know that we're gonna have this governors, all the governors are coming, you know, have a meeting with them. Uh, make sure when uh, Governor Rivera comes here, give him a special thank you for accepting that plane of Syrian refugees. Huh. You just know that that was gonna come. Uh, come back to bite Tom at some point in the episode. Of course. And the one thing I do like is that when they, uh, they the big dinner they're doing to welcome all the governors uh, arrives and Tom starts making his way, starts introducing himself or thanking everybody for coming, he shakes hands with Governor Rivera and then doesn't say anything about the refugees. I'm like, wait a second, Tom, why didn't you say anything at that moment? He just kept on going. Oh, because didn't Governor Nichols like interrupt him? Uh, he actually he did the handshake and then walked okay. by him okay. and then ran into Governor because Nichols. she was a little butter in her this episode. She was very intense. I was like, girl, yes. calm down. You thirsty. Like, take a drink. <laughs> <laughs> sit down for a second because she was really intense this episode. I, yeah, we, I felt like we traded Hook Stratton for uh, for Governor Nichols this episode. I actually missed her this episode. I actually like Hook Stratton. Yeah, do it. <laughs> I do. <laughs> but I, I, I'm tired. Like, there are some some scenes that I'm really tired of so far in Destiny Survivor, and one of those is the Hook Stratton scene where she comes in and goes, why haven't I been told about this yet, Mr. President? I'm like, oh, uh, brother. Okay. Yeah. And then the, the classic Tom getting overwhelmed in oh. every episode needs to take a break, take a breather, and then someone has to give him a pep talk for him to be like, okay, I'm confident. I'll go back in the room. Every time. Yes. Oh, I am so... That is a trope that this show is diving into way too often. Yeah. Right? That, uh, that part, that one aspect I really don't appreciate, I just want him to get over it by now because it's happened enough times where, like, we get it. Yes, it's an it's overwhelming job. We get it. Yes. All right, Stressful. fine. Stressful. <laughs> 
Uh, and we also, the other plot element we have kind of up in the air is Seth. Uh, we finally say romance may be in the air. And I guess the, the hard thing is like being a, a political operative in Washington, D.C. is how what, what kind of life do you have, especially if you're working it for the president? I don't know if dating in D.C. is as hard as L.A., but <laughs> True. as soon as Lisa went up to him in that press conference room after he was dodging questions and she was like, oh, I'm interested. I was like, are you playing him or is this like real? Yeah. I don't trust her at all. I mean, either. I feel like it's she's a little too shady. I feel like she was set up to get close to him. I mean, she came on strong. If you want an example of someone coming on strong, <laughs> it is Lisa Jordan. I believe that's her name. Yep. She was like, um, is it just me or did we have a thing? A thing? You made eye contact and you're like, we need to bring it up. Rather than just being like, oh, hey. I'm Lisa Jordan. Let's talk. She had to be like, I think we had a thing. Like, should we should we get drinks? I don't know. I don't trust her. When was the last time you were ever that forward with a man? Never. Never? This morning. Ne- no, just- <laughs> 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 Every day. It's in the world. Have you ever been that forward? The, uh, the cop didn't appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> but he got out of that ticket, and that's the important thing. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. I, I mean, it's to be that brazen. It seems like all right. Well, I, I guess you know you have a, a lot of confidence about yourself. Like all right, I got what it, I got. I got it. And yeah, but I'm, who does that? That to me, that's why it's so shady. Have you ever been that forward? I mean, that is a whole new level. Ever, you guys? I've never been that forward, but I also wonder, like in the in the Washington D.C. circuit. I mean, I figure isn't that, is that part of the deal? If you want something, you go get it. Well, I'm from New York, and I guess if New York is anything like D.C. Um, in terms of pace, you really can't waste any time. So maybe she doesn't want to be around the bush. That's <laughs> but the only. I mean, I'm not being serious. I'm being serious. It's not even a joke. I mean, do you do you really want to like do all this fluff and BS and just or just get right to the point? I would think that that'd be a great way to live because it's like if it's not working, then you just move on to the next thing. You don't have to worry about like weeks on end. Like, is this something? Is this nothing? I don't know. Like, I don't want to have to sweat through all these people to get to on <laughs> Tinder. I might as well just use this opportunity. Yeah, but totally. do you think that it's going to be a little unfair? Fair, it's going to be a really it, like um, is it going to affect their work relationship? Because, like they said, she is you know a, a journalist and he is the press secretary. Yeah, I, I feel like it, those are certainly two positions that would be in so much conflict with each other. Yeah, like every time you start a date, you have to go off the record, right? Like every time. <laughs> That's a really good point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine two tougher uh, positions to be into. That would just make dating very awkward. Yeah, like go for someone else. So what if you made eye contact and are attracted to each other? There's plenty of fish in the sea. Well, but if there if there were, then they you know how much dating have they been doing? Poor Seth. Uh, it seems like it's been a long dry spell for him. How do we know? Well, he said he's been very busy. He didn't even have time to go get drinks. He had to go upstairs to get sparkling water. How like, lovely. How lovely. <laughs> so nice. What a great date idea. <laughs> but now, if you're dating somebody that's a, uh, I guess if you're, say, you're in Lisa Jordan's shoes, I mean, you're dating, uh, politi- uh, you know, you know the, uh, I mean, he's the press secretary for the White House. Mm-hmm. Would you be so understanding? How long would your understanding go for, like, oh, I'm always busy, I'm always busy? Would you be able to extend that like alright I get it you know, so I'll just I'll get a quick drink up in, the, up in your office or I know we're, that's why we're missing dinner tonight I mean I don't know how long Lisa's gonna gonna deal with it but I know <laughs> that Alex got a little frustrated with you know people being busy and you know with Tom and, and hit that whole situation when he was like oh well, this is stuff that I have to do and she got really frustrated I was a little frustrated with that so in terms of women being in relationships with men who are very busy I think they get frustrated pretty easily yeah and I think she'd be understanding it's just a matter of how much she's willing to put up with 
with like how what, what does she want in a relationship if obviously if his job keeps him that busy and you know that he's going to cancel a bunch i mean girl you're you're jumping into that pool yeah, if you're like, you know, what are you going to do? When are you going to get a time to do stuff? Because, you know, uh, it is tough to kind of make time to find something to do, whether it's see a movie or watch a TV show uh, or just, you know, something. I mean, all that political drama. Sometimes you want to just have a good time and have a laugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, if you're going to be doing that, you know, one great way to have a laugh these days is if you uh, if you see so. You know, basically, if you uh, for a cheap date. You know, three ninety nine, you could go get a cup of coffee. You could do that at Starbucks or you know, coffee yeah. bean, something like that. But you know, you can also do it for three ninety nine. You can also get CISO. Uh, CISO is an awesome uh, streaming service here, uh, and for it has a nearly endless supply of top shelf comedy, literally Ooh. months worth of exclusive originals, face melting stand up, and who doesn't want their face melted while you're watching stand up? Yeah. A next day late night and a great catalog of classics. Now, uh, it is the place for comedy, and they're uh, they're not going to tell you how amazing they are. CISO doesn't have to do that because they have us doing it for you. We're going to tell you how awesome it is because the shows there are spectacular. Uh, it's for comedy nerds by comedy nerds. Uh, so, in fact, like if you like, like old-school comedy, especially British comedy, uh, if you want Steve Coogan as Alan Partridge, Knowing Me, Knowing You, oh, man, just for the intro alone. <laughs> yes, uh, Knowing Me, Knowing You, aha. Uh, they just do a... a, a ugh. It's a fantastic show. Watch that just for the intro alone. It's, if you want to see things like chairs floating through space. I know, guys. That was a deep cut. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> now, CISO, spelled S-E-E-S-O, is the new ad-free streaming service bringing you hilarious original series, hand-picked classics, weeks of stand-up specials, and more. It's bingeable comedy anytime, anywhere. Basically, CISO. Now, it has every episode of SNL ever, including new episodes <gasps> that air the day after they air on network TV. The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon and Late Night with Seth, My- Seth Meyers the day after they air. And they even have classics like 30 Rock, Parks and Rec, and Saved by the Bell. So what? if you want to watch, uh, uh, what's her, her, uh, her uh, was a diet pill overdose or whatever? Uh, <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, you can see that episode again yep. <laughs> and again and again. In fact, what Family Guy just did a riff on that like well, the last couple weeks. They kind of did a takeoff of that. Oh, oh I didn't yeah. see that episode. I thought I saw every episode of Family Guy. Uh, and as, as I mentioned with British comedies, they also have the original Office of Ricky Gervais, the entire Ooh. Monty Python catalog. That's not a bad deal. Uh, the IT good. crowd. And, of course, Steve Coogan as Alan Partridge. Now you can discover the next big names in comedy and watch icons before they make it made it big, like Louis C.K. when he had hair. So who doesn't want to see that? Right. Uh, Put that yeah. on your bucket list, everybody. I, want to say, <laughs> I love Louis C.K., but I love him when he has hair. This bald Louis C.K., mm, not my guy. Uh, Hannibal Burris, uh, Chelsea Peretti, Amy Schumer, Bo Burnham, and so many more. Now, one of the great shows that they have right now is uh, Bajillion Dollar Properties. Basically, it's from the minds behind Ni- Reno 911 and Comedy Bang Bang. Bajillion Dollar Properties is my it, basically my new favorite new show. It stars Paul F. Tompkins. Drew Tarver and Ryan Gall, as well as a few others, and it's basically like a, t- a take on uh, Million Dollar Properties on like uh, HGTV, yeah, or, yeah, or uh, Bravo, Bravo as well. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so if you want to see that, but just uh, play it into all the comedic uh, moments that you could actually get into the, those crazy wild properties and the people who sell them and buy them, this is the show for you. Uh, the critics are calling it addictive, addictively ribald, which uh, that's the name of my band name. So uh, check it out. It's, uh, I've got a new t- single dropping just next week. It's one of the best new shows of the TV season. Bajillion Prop- Dollar Properties is hilarious, and it's only on CISO. Now, if you're serious about comedy, you've got to try CISO. Stream it anytime, anywhere, on virtually any device. It's ad-free, and for just three ninety nine per month, that's less than you paid for that latte or artisan cold brew coffee you're holding right now. And right now... Listeners of the Designated Survivor After Show can try CISO free for two months when you use the promo code PODCAST1 at checkout. Shows you can't get anywhere else, 
uh, like cr- critically acclaimed original series like Take My Wife and Harmon Quest to all 40 plus years of SNL, CISO is the only place that offers every episode ever made and the new episodes the day after they air. So just go to CISO.com. That's S-E-E-S-O.com right now and sign up for two months free with the promo code PODCAST1 at checkout. That's CISO.com. <laughs> Pardon me. <laughs> we'll take that again. That's CISO.com. Promo code PODCAST1. That sounds yeah. awesome. Yes. It could be the new Netflix and chill. CISO and chill. CISO and oh, chill. All right. Look at that. I, like I that. see a new uh, next week's blog post. Cats, <laughs> Lipstick LA. CISO and chill. <laughs> Check it out. Uh, so uh, as we get back into the seriousness, though, of, of the political landscape, we get uh, Tom heading into the uh, the governor's dinner that they're doing. Gets up there, does his little speech trying to unify, unify all the governors, and then all of a sudden shots ring out. Ooh. Yeah, he was doing a good job, too. It's a yeah. shame. That was the first time I saw people like really um, listening and accepting what he was saying. It seemed like a judge-free zone. It was nice. I liked it. I thought it was a really good speech. He was on the, yeah. a good track. Rebuild yeah. the country, unify the, the parties, rebuild um, the House and the Senate, and then it went to... Yeah, the stupid gunman, uh, Crossway, uh, decides to start shooting up the uh, the East Wing. Like, what you. are you like, doing? Like, yeah. get a life. <laughs> That's right. Come on, don't you have anything we're better to do? We're trying to have a dinner. <laughs> Can you go see someone chill because <laughs> we're fine? <laughs> <laughs> we're busy? Uh, so, of course, Mike, uh, who's the head of uh, the President's Secret Service detail, he's going to go home to hang out with his brother, play, uh, you know, watch a basketball. Go bowling. Yeah, or uh, yes. go bowling. That was it. I yes. The brother-in-law. And yes. His- Parents. <laughs> uh, sounds like a fun family time, but comes back when he hears about the shots ringing out, and uh, as they have the shooter cornered in a park, he goes in, and they're able to get the shooter, but Mike takes two. Uh, one is stopped by the bulletproof be- breast, Bre- best, by the and his bulletproof breast. <laughs> mm, you see those pecs of his? Stop a bullet anytime. They bounce right off. Uh, but then the other one hits him and uh, uh, cuts one of his arteries, so he's in uh, surgery. But luckily, he makes it through. Yeah, I know. Thank God he made it through. That made me very happy because that poor guy, we got to know him a little bit in the beginning and then he gets shot within like 10 minutes of the episode, not even. So I am happy he made it. Yeah, I was worried like, oh man, is he already going to be dead already? No, I know, another death from this, I mean, whoever this is, this terrorist group that we are unaware of, they're all together. This is another attack brought on by them as far as we know. Yeah, in fact, this person, they find he's a Chechen national, and right three minutes before he started shooting, he pledges allegiance on social media to Nassar. So they're figuring, like, maybe having him alive is not the best idea, because there's going to all be all these other people wanting to lend their support to Nassar, saying, all right, I'll take up your cause. If you're behind this, I'm joining the, I'm getting on the bandwagon. Great. Uh, in fact, even the president is talking about that in the command center. And there's a big talk about uh, <clears throat> wanting to do a more intensive interrogation. Get him off U.S. soil, take him to a black site. You can really start to do some uh, advanced interrogation techniques and see if it'll open up. And there's That's that terrifying. big debate for a moment to see how reliable is that sort of intel you get from that. Oof. Well, I do like the way they handle it. They they definitely killed it, Hannah and Jason, in the interrogation room with him. They're so good. They know how to like what like buttons to push. I was actually kind of glad that um, that. Atwood kind of spoke up and was like, we want him. And then I was glad that Tom gave him 24 hours. I didn't think 24 hours was fair. Like, what's the rush, you know? <laughs> He's about to be locked in a hole at Quantico. So, like, what is the big rush? Um, but clearly it worked. Um, I did like their kind of teamwork. I didn't know if they were playing bad cop, good cop. Um, I feel like Jason was being good cop and Hannah was being, like, this really intense, like, bad cop. She was, like, all in his face about it. Um 
But yeah, they got the information that they needed out of him. Yeah, what well, I thought is because the episode's called The Interrogation. It wasn't until uh, we find out that when uh, Tom gets all the governors back, they want to essentially interrogate him to find out why should we uh, let you be our president. That uh, was So they're stressful. both getting interrogated this show. Oh my gosh, what a fitting name <laughs> for the episode. <laughs> yeah, I... Oh my gosh, I'm so sick of people questioning Tom like that and ganging up on him. It's just frustrating. Like, he has the job right now. Regard, like, just because you make it more difficult for him... Well, here's the thing. I can say just because you make it more difficult to, for him doesn't mean he's just going to stop being the president. As he says, well, maybe I just shouldn't be the president, walks out of the room. <laughs> but, like, it's it's getting frustrating with all of these people. It just doesn't stop. I'm glad that you brought it up because it's like, what's the point of having a democratic process... A pro- hello. <laughs> democratic pra- process. I'm still saying it wrong. Um, if he was a designated survivor, clearly he was the one to survive. Nobody actually expected this to happen but it did and this is what we have to deal with what's the point in having this policy if we're not going to abide by it very true like if everybody can just call into question like we don't like the the the, the person that was chosen as designated survivor then you know we don't have to follow him right if we don't like him or he may not have had a job the day after well it's at that moment he still had the job and he yeah. is a designated survivor so okay. you're right timothy it's like that's process to put in place so we have to at least respect the process if we're still trying to maintain some semblance of our country yeah totally and like tom also needs to respect the process because the way and here's the thing i get it i have anxiety when you're like Man, they all don't want me to be president. The president didn't even want me to be president. He, <laughs> he just wanted to be this as a throwaway. Yeah. <laughs> the president didn't want to be head secretary. So I just think he needs to understand everything happens for a reason. He was chosen to be a designated survivor for a reason. And he needs to start acting like it without everyone else having to give him pep talks all the time. I feel like we say this every episode. Mm-hmm. I get that it takes time. I mean... If I all of a sudden was president, I don't think I would know what to do either. I think I would question myself. But this is why I'm not the designated survivor and I'm not president. Well, this is sorry. This is another reason why I think that Aaron is kind of a little suspicious right now because they keep giving him like these redeeming qualities, which I think are a little awkward. Like he's the one who's always giving the president these pep talks. And just like in this episode, he gave the president the pep talk and Tom was like, thank you so much, Aaron. And then he went out there and killed it. (laughs) But I I don't know. And then I just don't, I just don't trust Aaron, you guys. No, I'd agree. And you know, it's like, even though maybe true to the life of what you were saying, Renee, is that he may be feeling nervous every single week. It's like, that's great. It might be in real life. You may be nervous. But as a TV show, I think I'm, I'm tired of it by episode six to see that same scene happen again and again yeah. and again. It's so predictable. Like when he left the room, none of us were like, well, that's all. Guess he's going <laughs> to yeah. go back home. That's the end. No, we're all like, OK, time for him to to walk it off, take a breather and then have someone give him that pep talk to get him back in the room. Like everyone has seen that coming over and over again. So I think that one of that, uh, just like that storyline with him, I'm I'm a little, I'm sick of. I, I wish they would drop that. But I do think that they're going to stop it soon. I think they're just, they're just keep wanting us to be reminded as an audience that like, this is tough. People don't just like you once you become the president. They're going to be annoyed. Why are you the president? You were this designated survivor. You were... You weren't even supposed to be working this position anymore to be the designated survivor. So I, so we're supposed to understand just, I guess, how hard it is to get everyone on your side. Now, it was interesting during the governors as they're all kind of talking to him. There is one governor that knows Tom from before he was president when he was just part of HUD that speaks up for him. So uh, I don't know. Would you wanted to see in that scene 
at least a few more governors having some association with Tom to at least speak up? Because I felt like we had the one lone voice of the governor. It's like, oh, I know Tom. He's a great guy. He's done this. And then everybody else seemed to be like, eh, why should we believe you? I don't know. Why Prove to us. Well, first of all, his name is Governor Minuti, and I enjoy that name very much. <laughs> um, but I, I kind of respect the guy for actually standing up in front of all those people oh, yeah. and taking his side yeah. um, and saying kind of reasoning with Tom, like, you know, Tom, I know you personally and I like you, but it's kind of time to prove to all these people. But then Governor Nichols just, once again, really intense and was like, well, these are the questions that I'm going to ask you and this is what we have to do in order to get you on our side. And I was like, girl, let him breathe. Like, yeah. He can you Can everybody just introduce themselves really quick? So this could be like more of a friendly, but Name I guess it's, it's TV. So I mean, <laughs> I don't know much time, but... Jeez. Now, the other issue that's uh, in play, too, is the Syrian refugees. They're going to, and they're at uh, Governor Rivera down in Miami, was going to, supposedly before all the shooting happened, was going to let them off. But now that the shooting's happening, everything's in a crisis. All of his uh, constituents there don't want them, those Syrian refugees, off the plane. So he wants to deny them access. Yeah, because they don't know who to blame. So they want to discriminate and, and kind of think everyone's an enemy because they're acting out of fear, which is not what we should do because these people are innocent. So it's it was ridiculous. And watching from just this being a TV show and being like, well, what are you doing? And watching how... Relevant um, it is. Yeah, how mm-hmm. relevant it is, truly. And just seeing, I guess, the two uh, positions and seeing where, where they're both coming from. But like watching it, you're like, you cannot just pinpoint, well, there might be an enemy on there. Yes, but there might be an enemy... Um, in your workplace, it doesn't matter where they're from. People, there's bad people everywhere. So to just be like, well, we're just going to not let anyone in is absurd. Now, and it was frustrating to hear nobody say, like, why are we uh, just get all of a sudden abandoning all the principles that, you know, that we founded this country on, that we're supposed to be uh, open to all. Yeah. And in this moment, and certainly no tensions are high, but at a moment like this, I feel like you still have to stick to the principles that made this country what it is. Totally. I mean, just to play devil's advocate, I can understand where they're coming from. Um, the whole entire capital, you guys, and just just imagine it for a second. The entire capital, everything, every, everything that our government is built on was just blown up. So we are in this very vulnerable state, and I'm actually interested in in knowing why the writers or the show in general hasn't shown more of the public. They did mm-hmm. it on the yeah. first episode, or it was at the second episode, when he went to the bombing site, and they saw how frustrated the, the people were there, um, and how vulnerable, vulnerable and on edge they were. But they haven't gone back to that, and I really want them to show what the public is thinking in this moment, because I'm sure they're scared, um, and I can understand why the governors would would have this position and they also said it wasn't going to be permanent it would only be temporary so knowing all of that i could understand why tom made this decision that he did and then he sent them to canada which isn't bad Canada's no not as you bad. said he didn't send him back yeah so I sent him back to Pakistan. yeah exactly i so, might go to canada <laughs> you know i was actually really i was proud of tom for 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 kind of you know delegating the responsibilities and 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 finding an alternative or a backdoor to what they wanted to kind of please everybody. Because there, there was one episode several uh, episodes ago when every, you see everything that's happening in Michigan with Governor Royce. Uh, and the one thing that was frustrating about that is that you only saw just like the negative sides of that. And I got to imagine that not everybody in that state was behind what Governor Royce was doing. You never saw anybody saying, why are we doing this? Yeah, I felt like I was missing that human element of uh, the people in Michigan like speaking up like, no, we don't want this either. I totally agree with both of you, but now I just... Again, to play devil's advocate on yeah, that. Yeah, you your turn. <laughs> I feel like we have so many shows in just real life to get this 
point of view. Like there's going to be opposing views and opinions on all of these matters. And we know that. We know that like if the Capitol building were to blow up and our government as we knew it is gone, we would all be in panic. And there would be people like, well, screw it. There'd be people like, we need to close up everything and not let anyone in. There would be all different perspectives. But I think this show is so great because it only focuses on what's happening like within the government. And because there's so much going on, that's why they don't bother to show any more, um, like, what's happening just out and about in the real world. Because, like, I mean, even we know we hate, like, the Leo storyline, and that's such a small bit. But if they added so much more and just everyone's perspective was just going on around the country with just our, the people of the country, I feel like it would almost be too much. No, I can, I, and so I, I certainly can agree with what you're saying there, Renee. I think maybe the frustrating thing about me, about the show to me, is that we it seems like it's everybody is all negative and it's against Tom. Like Tom is like the lone he's like yeah. designated survivor of our original principles of the country. And I feel like he's the one that's fighting back everything. And mm-hmm. I feel like that gets a little frustrating too, where he seems like he's the lone voice in the crowd of like, hey, we need to be a little rational in this moment. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I can agree with you on that then. Yeah. And Emily. I feel like Emily always is has Very true. back. Yes. Yeah. yeah, Emily's great. Because even Alex, Emily. his wife is now on on like this whole I'm frustrated with you kick. Which I know you've been talking about for a while you thought was going to happen. I knew this would happen. (laughs) I was waiting for it. Trouble in paradise. You guys, this job is super stressful. I'm like, when is it going to start affecting their relationship? And it's just begun. This is the first fight. So, of course, later on in the night, they're cool. I'm telling you, this is not the only fight they're going to have. And it's only going to get Worse. Can we also talk about that encyclopedia that she was reading while she was sitting in that room? Yes. It was like this old, like, 16th century encyclopedia. And she's just flipping the pages. And I was like, she is playing the I'm not mad, I'm just quiet phase. And she's like... The passive-aggressive, mm-hmm. like, right. it's fine. He's like, we have a dinner tonight. Good for you. Uh, yeah. And then he goes... <laughs> and then I love that he he's like, okay, I'll just tell them you're not feeling well. And then she smiles. She's like, no, I'll go. <laughs> You were just ignoring him completely. Uh, that was a weird scene for me. <laughs> I do like the interaction between Alex and Aaron when he comes up and says, like, hey, maybe you should dial back on the Syrian refugees with the governors because Tom's got a lot on his plate with them right now. And she says, you know, as a, as a wife of 17 years and an immigration lawyer for 22, I'm going to uh, counsel Tom and leave the political fallout to you, Aaron. I feel you can take care of that. I loved that. I loved how she just stood up to him. She's like, uh, you're not going to tell me to be quiet and not talk to my husband, but thanks. Not only did I love it because she stood up to him, but I love that they're doing a little bit of backstory on Alex. Like, I always forget that she was a lawyer. And not mm-hmm. only was she a lawyer, but she was an immigration attorney, which was so relevant in this episode because of these Syrian refu- refugees. So I could understand why she was frustrated with Tom because her heart was in it. Um, and I'm sure at the same time, she probably is is like restless. She has probably nothing to do except for be guarded by Secret Service all day um, and hear about the Capitol bombing. Yeah. yeah. So I'm sure she saw this and was like, is an opportunity like, oh, this is something that I can do. And then it blew up in her face. But she's yeah. going to have to get used to it. No, and I guess it's it's a hard thing because I think everybody that's involved in some sort of cause or some sort of issue, it's the most important thing for them. And not realizing there may be a bigger picture that you're unaware of that mm-hmm. that could be just a tiny part of a much larger picture. And you're like, oh, all right. So I didn't get this thing because all this other stuff uh, needed something else to happen instead. Yeah. yeah. Fr- frustrating. to uh, I think it's difficult to hear is that one small p- p- piece. You're like, but my p- but still, I like my piece, though. Can I? Can my piece be in this, too? Yeah. Can we just do something? Yeah. Uh, but I did like, though, at least Alex acknowledged that Aaron's like, I know that's your job to tell me to do this, but I'm going to tell you why. I'm not going to do it, and we're just going to mm-hmm. keep going on about our day. Yeah. I loved it. <laughs> Take care. Take care, Aaron. Take Bye-bye. Care. Good day. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> 
Uh, so yeah, we've got uh, the other thing we were talking about the, the interrogation scene about uh, Hannah and Atwood. We finally get to get Nassar to kind of fess up. Mm-hmm. I actually kind of wanted to bring it back to Nasir because Nasir Nasir. I'm sorry. Is it Najid Nasir? Najid Nasir. Got it. Um, they captured him alive, and I just kind of wanted to bring it up to you guys um, of Osama bin Laden because that's really the only reference that I have um, of a main attack on our United States soil in in reality. Um, do we wish that we had captured Osama bin Laden alive? I okay. Here's the thing. So in this, in the previous couple episodes ago, we were learning just the process of what it goes into, like chasing after a terrorist, and they're like, bring him alive if possible. So what I'm assuming happened um, when we went after Osama is that they said like um, the same. If you can bring him alive, but if it comes down to losing him or having to um, and. Uh, not being able to bring him back alive or just killing him. I mean, they're probably going to go with right. killing him, the latter, so it end. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, because I, I, it's interesting because I feel like we know more than the American public would know at this time. They're only knowing that he's the face responsible for this bombing. So, of yeah. course, they'd want that. But no, we knowing that, or, well, at least there's some questions about all that intel and that there were, the better way to find out how the accuracy of his involvement is to keep him alive if possible. I could see that. So, the Osama bin Laden. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know what the inner workings. Uh, there right. Were, yeah. There Surprise. were questions. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't there? Don't uh, you know everything, Frank? Uh, come on. Where are you in the situation? President Obama was going to call me. I was like, I'm busy right now, guys. Oh, it's Najid. <laughs> I thought it was Najid. It's Majid. Majid. Okay. Nassar. I, okay. I spelled Najid. Oh, Thank you, Ivan Soto. Thanks, Thank Chad, you. for keeping Renee on point. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Figuring out those typos. <laughs> <laughs> Joyful Kia says, I hope Tom does not lose his soul. No, uh, we figure out that by the end of this, he does come back and he does. He goes through, answers the questions as best he can to the governors. Uh, and I mean, basically, he does his little speech after Aaron gives him his pep talk and says, you know, I, you know, he thinks he's the best chance that this country has. And he's he loves his country, but he needs to mm-hmm. have them work together. And. Says, hey, governors, we can if you you're either with me or I resign and we find somebody else. And I also love that they're giving Tom these little um, kind of senses of humor moments, uh, like in the beginning when he was about to go into the uh, the ball uh, with all the governors, and he was like, she was like, well, you can't have it at Golden Corral, and he's like, oh, I love Golden Corral, yeah. Like, yeah. I love yes. Golden Corral too. <laughs> They even made a uh, shout out to this where she, uh, after Alec, after he tells Alex that she's breathtaking, she's like, oh, you got a haircut. And uh, I, he goes, with contacts. Yeah. So I wonder if that's like just their excuse to like, this is why Tom's no longer wearing glasses in the show, guys, because he's got contacts now. All oh, yeah, that's it. I didn't think about that. that I thought it was a, it. I thought it was a cute little flirty moment between them. But that's that's a good point. She did look good in that dress and that, that little like little drape thing. Oh, what is that? Yeah. Whatever, whatever that was. they're called. Um, Something like what I have on. Something like a scarf-ish. I don't want to say a shawl, a shawl. but... Is it's not a shawl? a shawl. It was like, it was not as big. I have a shawl. If that, if that She's always talking about that shawl, guys. I love shawls. <laughs> They're like blankets, but fashionable. I thought Emily looked hot. Emily looked so good. Yeah, I was going to say Emily was wearing black like we were, so she got the yeah. memo to wear yeah. black today. <laughs> All right, just uh, add some, uh, for one second. Who do you think is going to hook up first? Uh, Seth and the Reporter or... Emily and Aaron. Seth and the reporter. No, Emily and Aaron. Seth oh, and the reporter. No, Emily and Aaron. No, because I'm telling you, um, the the Emily and Aaron is a slower burn. I, they're they're keeping up the sexual tension. They're going to tease each other back and forth, but that's going to be a bit. Whereas I don't think this uh, storyline with Lisa Jordan is going to last that long. I think we're going to find out that she's 
manipula- manipulating him and trying to get a story, whatever. And so they're going to sleep together and then whatever ramifications happen from that, we'll see. But I see, definitely see, think... But that's why I think it's going to be Aaron and, and uh, Emily because I feel like Seth is going to see through that whole Lisa Jordan, I'm into you, Ooh. but I'm not really into you thing. So he's going to cut it short. And then Emily and Aaron are going to hook up. What do you think? That's a good question. I would agree with you, Timothy, because it, it felt like mm. everybody knew, like, I mean, Seth, <laughs> it says that Aaron's like, yeah, that's the worst idea to be dating somebody that's a, she's a member of the press. And Aaron's like, who else are you going to date? But so I feel like Seth knows going in that this is a bad idea. So he wouldn't divulge anything. If things started getting too conflict of interest, he would step aside. Yeah. I would think, because if they don't and he does do something, I'm going to feel like, oh, guys, why are you? This is why did you tell the storyline? You already told us that he was smart enough to know that this could be a possibility, yeah. and then it happens. Like, great. And on top of that, Seth seems a little asexual to me. Like, <laughs> like visualizing him having sex with anybody on this show is just a little weird. Whereas Aaron, on the other hand, Aaron seems like a player. Yes, but the, uh, players have a lot of sex. So, well, so. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. True. I know firsthand from the cop this morning. That's right. There you go. Uh, yeah, in fact, uh, Timothy's inspired a great thing. And folks, if you want to just list in the chat, like, you know, just uh, in order right there, who if you, who do you think has the most action in this series right there? Yeah, actually, chat, predict who you think is going to get together first. Uh, yes, okay, Yvonne's saying uh, Seth and the reporter, no doubt. And then uh, they said Aaron and Emily, long-term relationship, the slower Ooh. burn. It takes longer. And that's why... I feel like if it was not going to be a long-term relationship or they weren't going to make it a thing, they would have hooked up by now. No, no. I, no, no. I'm sorry. Uh, Ivan Soto, Aaron and Emily's a long-term relationship. No, no. That just needs to be a hit it and quit it moment because Emily could do so much better. That's all I'm saying. Uh, hit it no, and no. quit it. No, no. no. <laughs> uh, so at least with the interrogation, Hannah finally gets what they wanted. Hannah and Atwood figure out that, yep, Nassar wasn't behind it. And he gives them the name of uh, oh, yeah. Catalan. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I feel like this is where uh, uh, Atwood made the big, the rookie mistake. Is he went back to the office and then typed that name into the database, oh, and see, along with like five other spellings of the name yes. too. I'm no, like, no, 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 you don't do that. This was the number one issue for me. How about when you ask what the name is? How about say? And uh, what did they look like? How about give me a description so I have more to go off of? But no, let's let's just get the first name and go. Well, yeah? I guess he thought that they just got the first name. They were going to go back into the database. I don't think they actually anticipated that something as big as this, some terror organization that could be as big as this to destroy our whole entire capital, there would be no record on. So, True. Yeah, but, but also... like get the description to be safe. You finally have him where you want him. You're just going to get a first name. But I also think if you have McLeish involved, so certainly there's people on, uh, in the U.S. government in some sort of amount uh, involved with this. So the last thing you should be doing is uh, letting them know that you have some inside information. Yeah. So, man, why did you type that into the database? I know. I felt the same way. Yeah, but again, uh, description. Should have just gotten the description. Yes, that would have been a bigger help because uh, once they type it in and they don't find any of the records, Hannah says maybe it's above your clearance. And we... I'm sure that that tipped off anybody that was watching. It's tripped off something because by the end of the episode, Nassara's dead. Yeah, so great, great job, guys. Great yeah. job, Come on, Hannah Atwood. You're the Jason. Good <laughs> job. You're director of the FBI. This is what you do. Get it together. Uh, and then the other bit there is that uh, uh, Governor Nichols, Governor Rivera, they come up after Tom does his big speech to the governors and say, hey, you know, uh, if you decide to suspend immigration, uh, for as we've been talking about there, uh, we'll get the majority of the governors behind you so you can get your uh, Senate nominees in place and you can start getting your Congress in action. So Tom kind of learns the art of the compromise. So they're making those tough calls. Well, there's no right decision for this, but he's got to just give a little to get a little. 
And Alex, of course, not thrilled about that. But Yeah, clearly not thrilled about that. No. So how do you feel like, I know we've been talking about, is Tom going to be able to kind of keep his integrity as he goes to the White House? Or is he going to be compromised and kind of become a shell of the person that he was here at the beginning of the series? What do you think? We've seen his first kind of compromise. I think he's learning how politics work. And so perhaps to uh, Emily and Alex and a few other people that don't understand. Like, I think Aaron will get it, but I think Emily for sure and Alex will be like, you're changing. Just as Emily did like four episodes ago and she's like, he's already changing. What do you mean like one decision? Anyways, my point is I, I do think there's a lot, as Alex said, a lot of impossible decisions to make. But I don't think a lot of people will be understanding of that. But I don't think that will make Tom change as a person. Yeah, I think going into this, I feel like Tom was a little bit naive. Um, being HUD secretary, you're still in the world of D.C. You still are surrounded by politics. So I would have assumed that he would have known how politics works before even coming into this position. Not that he wanted it, but kind of being familiar with, hey, you have to give a little to get a little. You have to compromise a little here. You have to sell your soul a little bit here. Like, that's what politics is. Sorry, Tom, but buck up. Yeah, uh, and I feel like Alex is, uh, when she's all disappointed, it's like, I'm not angry at my president. I'm disappointed in my husband. I'm like, come. Yeah, right, uh, Alex? Like, <laughs> down, Timothy, me cut. and Frank yes. looked at each other, and I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I was like, what did you just say? Who wrote this? I was like, so bad. I was like, you couldn't have, you couldn't have thought about any other way to say that. <sighs> I mean, just storm out, just slap him something i don't know (laughs) (laughs) handsome do something just don't say that line yeah i agree i didn't like that line either oh man so that is how we bring the end of this episode of designated survivor (laughs) but we've got a couple minutes here to do some predictions and now you're after buzz tv all right timothy uh, since you're joining us new this evening, let's go. You have you go first on your predictions. Okay. Well, since we've already predicted our uh, long-term relationships, hit it and quit relationships. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say that you know I and I've said this from the beginning. I think that Jason is part of Catalan, and this 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 episode only further proves my point because there was no record of him in this the FBI database. So maybe Jason swiped it. Or, like, erased it before they got to it. Mm. So I think that he's involved. Um, and I think that Alex isn't going to be ha- able to handle the pressure of Tom being president. I think that's going to, that's going to, mm. there's going to be a lot of friction in that. Those Ugh. are my predictions. Yeah, I definitely agree with the Alex and Tom marriage problems. And I think they're just going to get worse and it's going to grow more tense. I'm also wondering just, question for you guys so in this episode we did hear alex refer to going to check on the kids we didn't see them this this episode do you think that's going to be a thing that they're they're just they're like the kids aren't working let's just have them there but not really have them in the show i was thinking about that same thing and i was going to mention that if you hadn't and i love that please yeah me too don't need to see him fine by me it's not really an important part of the show i guess aside from unfortunately leo now has a bigger storyline because he could be this this uh, Alex's son with the guy that's in prison, whatever. Yeah, but we don't need to see Leo for that. But we no. don't need to see him. Let's just <laughs> no, hear well, his don't, name. Honestly. Enough. 
I'm good. And I just, I stick with, I think it's an inside job. And I think the person like behind her or someone very involved is someone that we know very well. And I, I'm not going to. Like I Jason d- Atwater. Like possibly Jason, possibly. I could, I would even go as far as saying like the wife, Alex. It could be, it could be really be anyone. Alex? Right. I saw that the first little, episode. Okay. I'm just saying, depending on where the show is going, I think it's someone very close to home. I think the storyline will tie together more, but I think it's someone like that we know very well. Like Leo. Like Leo. Okay. <laughs> mad about his daddy that's right uh, the less Leo the better uh, so folks that's going to do it for this episode of the Designated Survivor After Show but as always like us on Facebook give us those five stars on iTunes subscribe to the YouTube channel thanks to everybody for hopping in the chat and sharing your thoughts about the series and this episode in, in specific if you want to continue the conversation with us even after the show is over Renee where can they find you hey guys I'm Renee Ariel you can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at Renee Ariel and check out my blog Cat's Lipstick LA.com and read my new article why I'm single even I'm going to check out that blog Yay. hey guys I'm Timothy Michael you can reach me on Instagram and Twitter at I am Timothy Mike and you can follow me on Twitter at Happy Go Jackie. Uh, maybe Renee, it's, is it Charles? I don't know. Is that the reason why you're so single? I can't tell you. You have okay. to read the blog. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us. So we'll see you next week with another new episode of Designated Survivor right here on AfterBuzz TV. Bye. Bye, guys. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.